Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris here for you. Get your baseball fix. Hello, we're getting closer and closer. And what, spring training games start Friday? Tomorrow? Friday? Okay. Tomorrow, Friday, something like that? This week. I just know baseball is happening because I got that little email that's like, are you ready to have $129 taken out of your account that you forgot to save for? Oh, yeah, I am, baby. <laughs> it always comes, and it's like just a friendly reminder. In about two weeks, we're going to take 130 bucks from you. You're like, crap. Mm. Always at the end of February. Yeah. And it's You're like, like oh, rent's coming up, dude. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I found out today that we will not be getting extra innings in the building this year. Oh, really? Oh, really? Apparently, because we have old stuff, which, you know, for those who don't know our building, uh, we have a lot of very old things here. They would need to upgrade our cable boxes to the most expensive one and then put it on. So it would have been like thousands of dollars to get it. What? And I, I told the engineer, I went, I think that's them just upselling you. But OK, I understand. Well, here's what we'll do. We need what we need is a Chromecast. Mm. We get a Chrome, Chromecast. We put it in here and we just stream games. I think that was the plan is that we would have someone would have a login and then we would just get like a sling box or something or a yeah. Chromecast. And yeah, 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 yeah. It would, it would cost money, but not the same. You can use mine. Okay. Well, I want to be compensated though. Ah, okay. <laughs> ah, see, the chips are here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just let you have that for free. Ain't nothing in this world for free. <laughs> There's some things in this world for free. Like air. Radio. Radio is free. Not all radio, but Most, the radio we are on right now, you are consuming it for $0, you jerks. That is not true, Michael. Just kidding. We love you. Because you have to have a device that plays said radio, and more often than not, you usually have to pay for it. Okay, but the actual a car, the actual service of radio the is free. The service is free. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're saying. Why do you think we get paid the big bucks? <laughs> I mean, this is what I do. This is my only job. Yeah, I just do this once a week and two hours. Two hours, call it a day. Mm, that sounds great. I know. I don't even prep. 
<laughs> You're just like, hey, we got one sweet baseball. I follow baseball anyway. Let's go. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah. It's actually the coolest thing. It's like, baseball, baby. How much, like, uh, let's ask that question. How much, Mike, do you actually prep for the day? Now, I know you have some different things because you have, like, updates you have to do and stuff like that. But how much do you actually prep as opposed to that's just part of your daily life, knowing what's going uh, on in my, sports? For my producer job, very little. Um, I mean, part of my day is writing the updates and seeing all the local stories and stuff. And I will, of course, read that. I don't know if I count that as prep as much as just what I would do anyway. That's what I'm wondering. But, um, I mean, if I'm hosting a show, I do prep. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll read a bunch of articles and I'll, I'll map out the show somewhat of a rough draft and kind of go from there. But, you know, if I'm just over here producing, I just comment on whatever the hell they're talking about. And they don't tell me what they're talking about till the show starts. So, I don't yeah. know. I know. We were just talking before this came on. I was like, are we supposed to do this? You're like, I don't know. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah, might as well. Um, I've had a couple really nice days lately. I'm jealous. That's nice. For one reason and one reason only. It's back, baby. It is back. back. I I have not watched a lot of it. In fact, Um, I've watched none of it. I've just watched highlights. um, You didn't miss much. That Holland kid from Dortmund scored two goals again. In like 20 minutes, I saw. Uh, Yeah. They beat PSG 2-1. Neymar had a goal. Neymar shaved his head and has a beard now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool lost. I saw that. 1-0 in a game a that... Uh, the fifth minute and couldn't do anything It was about a trash it. goal, and um, we played really well. Just couldn't score. Okay. And, Unlike Liverpool. Yeah. And Tottenham today, uh, well, Youngman's son broke his arm, so he's done. Yep. And, yeah, they looked like they didn't have their two best players. And then Atalanta just slaughtered... Valencia. So some sick goals from Atlanta. Mm. Some sick goals. And not Atlanta. 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 No, no, no. Atlanta FC would get smacked by all these dudes. There's yeah. Timbers game tonight. Yeah, pre-season Timbers preseason. Game. Yeah, I was just down at Goose Hollow at a at a work event for a beer release, and uh, place was packed. Everybody's ready to go. This is going to be a cold night to sit at a Timbers game. This is why I don't go to preseason games. Well, also because they're meaningless. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I do go. I do like going to games, though. It is fun. But I was at Goose Hollow, and the average age at the bar when I walked in was like sixty-two. <laughs> we had a beer release, and this old man walks up to me. He's like, "What's the ABV of that beer? Of this beer you're you're promoting?" And I was like, "Oh, it's five point four percent. It's a pilsner, and we we collaborated with another brewery on this beer." He's like, oh. already way too much information for him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, good. I'm glad you keep those those ABVs down because sometimes it just gets to be too much. And I was like, yeah, I agree. You know, we like to drink beer and we like to drink a lot of beer all day. So you can't have those high ones. He was like, yeah. When I was younger, we used to call those higher ABV beers like ales. I was like, mm. all right, crazy old man. It's time to walk away. <laughs> I'm done with you. Now you're showing your age. Yeah, I'm done with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm in love with you. What? 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 No, no, dumb, dumb, dumb. What do you want? What do you want? It's been weird. It's been weird with sports lately with like the NBA on break. Yeah. Uh, if you've wanted to watch the XFL, that's been available. To Have you. you watched the XFL? I've dabbled, not not out of my own choice. I have dabbled as well. I was at a friend's house. He had it on. And then I was at, a, at the gym and it was on. And yeah, so I've watched a little bit. It's awful. Yeah, really, it's not great. Really not great. And the uh, production value is solid. 
Yeah, they got some cool ideas with the quality of the, the football sucks. So. Uh, yeah, the football's really bad. Because you know who I want to watch play? Matt McGloin. Uh, Cardell Jones was the backup in San Diego. I'm good. I'm good. He's now the starter. He's probably the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't great, man. It's not great. No, it's not. But I do, draft- like, I do like the mics, and I do like the like replay thing. And yeah, I, I think there's some really cool stuff going on. I think on. it's really strange that they interview players immediately after a touchdown because it just seems awkward and forced, and they hate it. But they've also cursed on TV now, which yeah. is kind of fun. I mean, it gets dumped. Get but it! They curse, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. This is in the middle of the game. They're not in interview mode. I get it. Yeah. And the defense is, oh, my God, they're so bad. Yeah. So bad. People, coaches are getting fired. Out of position, <laughs> just slow. Like a D coordinator got fired after the first week. It's like there's no tape on anybody. Yeah, it sucks to get blown out, but like you didn't know what they were gonna do, unless you're like spying on them or something. Yeah, yeah. I watch a college basketball though. Yeah, I've been watching that today. Cause I, Syracuse played and lost by thirty nine thousand points to Louisville, but nice. Okay, yeah. We nice. suck again. Yeah, my my Cougs aren't so bad, so that's kind of rad. It's I mean, funny the difference because Syracuse is 14 and 12, and I'm assuming the Cougs are somewhere similar. And you're like, they're yeah, not maybe. so bad. And I'm like, they, my team is awful. Um, well, it's it's a couple different things, though, too. I mean, like, the Pac 12 is not the ACC. True. Uh, the Cougs are the 14 and 12. Is, yeah. The Cougs are 14 and 12. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Playing Cal right now. That's a quick switch to the Pac 12 network. Yeah, like, nobody's good in the Pac 12. So it's well, like, yeah, we're doing decent. There's not a lot of good teams in the ACC either this year. I mean, like right now they have four in in the bracketology. Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Because do they have NC st- a UNC out? Oh, dude, UNC yeah, is they're bad. Awful. They've lost like twelve in a row. Yeah, they're super bad. They're really bad. Yeah. They've got. I, I want to say they have Duke, Louisville, um, Virginia, and uh, Florida State. Florida State in. Yeah, I think that's who they have in. I like Florida State. That's good. I like that team. Honestly, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball this year. Dude, you're tripping, man. College ball this year is going to be nuts. I mean, the, the tournament, tournament will be around. crazy, and I'll watch that, of course. But there's not a lot of star power this year. And I don't care about star power. But everyone else it does. Everyone it, else does, though. It just makes it easier to watch. Yeah. And then, you know, my team sucks, so it's not easy to watch when your team is bad. I mean, my team's not going, but hey, hey, we're improved. We're 5-8 and eight in the Pac-12. That's that's big. And we've beaten Oregon. That's also awesome. <laughs> uh, Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was like the, the Ducks' super embarrassing loss was yeah. to Wazoo. What up? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Florida State. I like Florida State. I like Dayton. I like the Zags. Okay. I'm out on Kansas. So I'm out on the whole Big 12. Okay. I'm always out on the Big 12. The Big Ten's good, I hear. Big Ten is good. Michigan needs to figure out their life. They would need to decide which Michigan they want to be. Because when they're good Michigan, they're real good. And when they're bad, Michigan, they're terrible. State's the same way. When state's good, they're awesome. I assume you mean Michigan State. Yeah, they're awesome. Yes. And then when they suck, they suck. I'm going to just lay that out there right now. I'm not going to be useful in this conversation because I have watched so little college basketball. All, right, all, right. all I know is all I know are the teams that are kind of ranked near the top because I've seen the list. But I have watched zero minutes of Michigan basketball. Oh, zero yeah. minutes of Gonzaga basketball. Zero minutes of Dayton basketball. I just haven't watched a lot of And that. the fan text line uh, just, just reminded me about uh, Maryland. They might be my – they're one of my picks to see. That might go far. I've one really of, enjoyed them. One of my them. good friends is a Maryland fan, so that's good. Yeah, good I've, to hear. I've really enjoyed them. I mean, I always like their basketball. That 0-4 team. 
What was the name 02, of their coach? Gary 04. Williams. Was Gary Williams. Name? Yeah, he was good. That O two O four. I can't remember with like Juan Dixon and Steve Blake. That team was good. <laughs> team was real good. Oakley, Oakley. Well, we got a lot, a uh, lot to get to tonight. Once we get to the eight o'clock hour, we'll do our first division preview. Figured best thing, best place to start would be the National League East, as it has the reigning non-cheating World Series champions, uh, the Washington Nationals. So we'll start there. We'll do that at eight o'clock. Uh, we got fair foul at eight thirty. We'll do that as well. Um, let's just spend this whole first hour like. Trying to get through this Astro stuff, I guess, right? I mean, every day it's something new. Every day it's something new. More players new. coming out and saying stuff. More of the Astros players coming out and saying stuff. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah, so we got a lot to get to with that. Uh, you can follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram at PDD085. Mike's on Twitter at MikeLynch27. Uh, you can also uh, follow the Beers on Us podcast on Instagram at Beers on Us. Podcast drops every Thursday at 4. We've got a cool one for you guys tomorrow, so make sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. There's a fan text line, 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. All right, when we come back, I don't know where we'll start, but it's going to be about the Astros, and I hope you're ready. The story that will never die on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 718 here on 1080 The Fan. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris in the house for you. National League East preview coming up at 8 o'clock. You won't want to miss that. I'm excited to get into those again. Yeah. It's always fun because the amount that I forget about all these teams, what they've done, it's like, oh, yeah, they did this. Oh, yeah, they did this. Yeah, like I forgot again that the Phillies hired Joe Girardi. Like, yeah. What is wrong with me? Uh, Marcelo Zuna now on the Braves. Yeah, and I'm excited to get to that because we get to actually talk about baseball. Yeah, we've been dominated by the uh, the off-the-field stuff yep. recently, including the Hall of Fame, too, which is still baseball, but not really. It's like we can actually talk about the game. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, before we get to actually talking about the game, we right, do. We've got, <laughs> we d- we've got to talk about the not game. Yeah, we've got to talk about the not game. And if you listen to this show, you know, we've been doing this. I'm about, I am, Mike, I think I'm like, two weeks away from my anniversary of winning hunt for the host okay according to my facebook feed how many years is that four years five years baby i think we're at six that's, i think this is our sixth baseball season that's incredible yeah um so if you listen to this show mike and i are pretty big on we don't really love off the field stuff we like to talk about the game and what goes on in the game but obviously there are moments in which the off the field stuff must come forth This is one of those things. And I think I want to start here because we've talked a little bit in previous shows about, you know, uh, punishment and expectations like that. But we have seen so much backlash about that, that I want to that's kind of where I want to start. That's fair. Rob Manfred came out and did his double press conference where he had to apologize for what he said in his first press conference. Yeah. Uh, And that's exactly where I want to be. I want to start with Rob Manfred. Now, I think. Since Manfred took over for Bud Selig, I think things have been fairly decent. This I is think, his first big scandal. Yeah, I think I think you know baseball has baseball is terrible about getting out of their own way, and this is a shining example that all things are great, and then all of a sudden something terrible happens. Uh, but for the most part, I've always felt that Rob Manfred has kind of done a decent job as a commissioner. When no one's took, ever happy with the commish. No one's ever happy. But I think Manfred's done a pretty decent job. When he took over for Bud Selig, 
I think there was a big sigh of relief because Bud Selig was gone, and a lot of people hated what Bud Selig was doing. And, you know, he was kind of old-timey and didn't seem to understand the way baseball was changing. And it felt like Rob Manfred understood the way baseball was changing. I, I still think he does. Um, but in this instance, this is proof, again, that he is like all the other old white men in baseball and that he doesn't really know what to do when important things happen. He gets stuck in this, like, protect-the-game mode when he really should be protecting the game from this kind of thing, not protecting the outside from what's happening in the game, if that makes sense. Because protect baseball from the Astros cheating, don't protect the Astros from right. getting punished for this in in their in, in a full way. Right, and I think that's I think that's what's so interesting about this. Because yes, I agree that Manfred doesn't know what to do. Like, dude, you're in charge of the second most profitable sport in America, and you don't know what to do. In this situation, I understand it's unprecedented. We've never seen this. And it's scary to do something like strip a team of a World Series title or suspend players for X amount of games and things like that. But you have to be, as a person in that position, ready to make the call on the spot when you need it. And I've been quite disappointed with him on this. And I think what scares slash bothers slash upsets me the most about Manfred is his inability to grab his cojones and do something. He's too afraid of the players union, which I understand because that, I mean, that's a whole interesting conversation in itself. Would the players union stick up for the Astros or would the rest of the union be pretty pissed off? I think the assumption is that the players union would stick up for the Astros, which is why he hasn't gone crazy or maybe to a reasonable level, quote unquote, in these punishments. I also just think, I think if Manfred went up against the Players Union, I think he'd lose. I think he knows he would lose. But boy, wouldn't that make you feel better about him? Wouldn't he look better trying to do something? Absolutely. I mean, instead of just being like, well, I know I'll lose, so I'm not going to try. This is the thing. When we talked about this, I don't want to say originally, but before the punishment came down, we were saying, what would you do? If you were Rob Manfred and the thing that I said was I would give them a postseason ban. Now, I realize that's pretty unrealistic with the players union and I realize that's never been done in baseball before. Right. That's a college model or a soccer model, as we found out Mm -hmm. with Manchester City last week. Um, But to me, that is the only way if you don't want to punish the players by suspending them because you gave them immunity so they could tell you what happened. You could still punish them by not allowing their seasons to mean anything. Right. Plus. Plus it hurts ownership. Yep. With it, money and such. It hurts the Astros as well because the you're going to be missing the prime of some of these guys. You built this great team, supposedly great. That's another point I want to make too in a second. <laughs> um, you built this great team and now all of a sudden because of this, you can't benefit from it. And that includes postseason checks for the players. It includes all the money you would get for making the postseason as a team. If you get rid of that, they have to play out 162 games once or twice, depending how long you do the postseason ban, for nothing. And that ruins the arc of a franchise. So to me, that would have been the best punishment if you wanted to protect the players but still punish them, mm-hmm. I just I realize that's unrealistic, but it, it's just something that I thought was important. You know, I've seen people say, you know, if they make the playoffs, don't let them earn any money from it. 
okay, that does punish the players a little bit, but they still make the playoffs. Right. Um, you know, I've seen a bunch of other suggestions as well. I mean, outside of losing draft picks, which they did, they got rid of a couple of draft picks per year. Maybe get rid of their international bonus signings for years or two as well, because if you don't have draft picks, you can very easily reload by getting expensive talent from other countries. Um, if you get rid of that as well, you're really hamstringing the team for doing something that's bad. And that's that's the thing for me where this was worse than steroids, in my opinion. Mm. Um, Hot take. I don't, I don't know enough about the Black Sox scandal to say it was worse than that, but I mean... This feels worse than anything that's happened in baseball before. Michael, throwing games is about as bad as it gets. Well, but this is a, this is the same as a, as that, but on the flip side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's even to that. And the Black Sox, you know, the biggest penalty that we've seen in baseball. But um, this is really bad. Yeah. And I've said this multiple times. Jim Crane's an idiot for saying it didn't affect the game or not knowing if it affected the game. Of well, I course, didn't say it. It didn't affect the game. He goes, yeah, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, know. I didn't say that. I just don't know if it did or it didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, that's BS. Of course it affected the game. Of course. And like what John Carlos Stanton said today, he goes, if I knew every pitcher had 80 home runs. Yeah. That might be a slight exaggeration, but if he knew a slider was coming and he didn't have to swing th- out of his shoes and miss... Oh, my God, he hit so many home runs. Vladdy Jr. said that the other day, too. He goes, if I knew every pitch coming, I'd bat 500. And Johnny Bench said, hold my beer. If I knew every pitch that was coming, I'd bat 700. And I was like, you surly old man, I love you. <laughs> Not in today's game, you wouldn't, Johnny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that is such an extreme advantage that I feel like the punishment needs to match it. And I felt okay with the punishment originally because it was like, oh, well, okay. I mean, it was more than I expected. Mm -hmm. But then it's like you think about it more and you go, man, these players are getting off scot-free. And they're the ones who did it. Yeah. So it's like, I I don't know. I would would have wanted something worse. Yeah. And, you know, I want to get into the, like, players' reaction around the league and stripping the World Series title and stuff. But real quick, we'll get out on this one. Do you think this could cost Manfred his job? No. No. Um, Because I wonder if it should. I don't think it will. I'm kind of with you, and I'll I'll let you explain yourself. I'm kind of with you because I think sports leagues aren't as knee-jerk as that. Um, But I wonder if it should cost him his job. I I don't know. I mean... In the way he's handled it. This is the first time he's dealt with something like this. So I know he's been commissioner for a couple of years now, and... You know, it's one of those things like, oh, you hope he'd be better than that. But what has he dealt with that's been like this so far? Nothing, right? Nothing. Nothing at all. No. So, he skated past the steroids and just blamed it all on Selig. Which is Which is fair. fine. That's it's Selig's fault. So this is his first situation dealing with something bad, and he's not handling it very well. It's a learning experience, yeah. right? I still think Manford does a lot of good things for the game. Um, I still think that his, his forward thinking is important because – as I've said many times in this show, as much as I don't think baseball needs to change, I see why it should change to try to attract more fans. Yeah. Um, and he he believes that as well. And you know, some of these rule changes that they're making are just trying to make the game a little bit quicker and all these little things make it more exciting. So I don't think this should lose him his job, but it should be a very, very clear learning experience for him. All right. When we come back, let's stick with this. And I want to get into a lot of players have spoken out, including the Astros, about this post-apology, which we said on this show Do not be an S-show apology. Don't do it. It'll make things so much worse. And sure enough, they did it. You got to start listening to the hot corner. 
We, we'll, we'll fix everything for you guys. We'll do all that next. But first, here's Mike with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Beers on Us podcast tapes tomorrow. Mike and I will be at Bridgetown Beer House at noon as they are doing um, the Battle of the Brands, I think is what they're calling it. Sure. And it is day one distributing versus alebriated distributing. Uh, some heavy hitter names on their match lists. Uh, Chuckanut. A couple from California as well, right? Beachwood, which I'm a huge Beachwood fan. So Mike and I will be there at noon tomorrow to do that, rumor on the street is our good friend RJ will be there. What's up, my brother? Yeah. If you want to come down and hang out, I mean, we'll be recording for a while. So, uh, you know, just you'll be hanging out and then talking to us in between. But yeah, if but you want to come down and hang out, feel free. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be like a like a blind taste. So they put, it's like two Pilsners, two IPAs, and then a wild card. And you kind of say, I like this one. And I like of the Pilsner. And then I like this one of the IPA. And then I like this one of the wild card. And whichever distributor gets the most votes wins, you know. The glorious achievement of winning. Yeah. And and it should be fun. A lot of pride. Yeah. Robbie from day one is going to sit down with us, hopefully, and uh, that'll be cool. So check that out. Hang out with us if you want or download it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, keeping with some of this Astro stuff and reaction, as we touched on Manfred earlier, are you, Mike, are you surprised without kind of getting into everyone, you know, because everyone's had a statement, whether it's, you know, Trevor Bauer is really pissed off and obviously all of the Dodgers are really pissed off and... And that kind of stuff. But are you surprised with how angry people are about this? Given the sense that we did live the steroid era and nobody was really like angry about it except for Justin Verlander (laughs) because he hates cheaters. Funny. Funny Funny. that. Um, But are you surprised at how blunt and vocal some of these players are? Uh, yes and no. I'm not surprised that the players are angry, but generally when these things happen, players kind of just shut their mouths and say, you know, we're going to move on and let this, let this pass. And I don't know. I think this can go one of two ways. Either everyone was doing it at the same level and they're just trying to deflect by being really angry. I think that's less likely or every player who hits in a regular way without any cues from his teammates is sitting here going, I'm doing one of the two or three hardest things in all of sports, maybe the hardest thing in all of sports and hitting a baseball. Yeah. That and not and only a golf am ball, I probably, yeah, I'm not, not, not only am I trying to guess location speed and type of pitch, but I also spin rate. I have to think about spin rate. I have to think about what runners are on what base and where the ball has to go. I'm doing all of that in about 0.3 seconds. And these MFers in Houston World Series winners, two-time World Series attendees. Cocky. Very cocky. I think it's fair to say. And we liked it. Oh, ooh. Confident and exciting. Shut up. And (laughs) they're looking at these guys and going, wait, so they know what pitch is coming. So now all I have to worry about is location. They know the pitch, so they know the speed for the most part. And then they got to worry about the situation. Half of the difficulty of hitting is playing the game with the pitcher of guessing what pitch. And they know. They know 80% of the time what pitch is coming, and they're going, I'm over here hitting 320, having a career year, and I'm doing it legitimately. Mm-hmm. And this guy over here hit 340, doing it illegitimately, and led his team to a World Series win. Took an MVP from me. Of course I'm mad. And yeah. it's like, 
So in that sense, I'm not I'm not surprised, but I am very surprised how vocal all of them are being. It's almost like a groupthink effort, right? Someone's mm-hmm. super vocal, and they're like, oh, I want to be vocal about it. I thought one was cute yesterday. Um, Trey Turner was being interviewed, national shortstop, 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk about the Nats. <laughs> and um, they asked him about it. He goes, he goes, look, I, I just I don't really have much else to say. I just want to move on. And Howie Kendrick in the background goes, that's not what you told me earlier. <laughs> And Trey goes, Good old Howie Kendrick. And Trey goes, you want to tell him what I said? I don't care. And he goes, no, 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 no. You can say what you want. But all the players are really mad about this. And I think to me, that's proof that no one else was doing it like this. You know, teams are trying to figure out signs and they're trying to do that, this and that. And maybe they're using the video room for this or that. But nobody was doing this. Every single pitch. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're angry about it. I'm happy they are. I mean, it's it's just publicly shaming the Astros more. I think what's interesting to me and Mike Trout said something. Yeah, and he doesn't he say is anything. Like the nicest guy that says nothing. Um, I think what's so interesting to me about what's interesting to me about all of this player reaction is for for every everything that I've ever read, seen in a documentary, studied as someone who loves, loves, loves the history of baseball. This game has always been protected by themselves. That players have always protected this game. The you know the public did not know that you know Mickey Mantle's a womanizer and an alcoholic until it got more towards the end of his career because you know people like Roger Maris hid that from everybody else and protected them. It was a brother in a unit. I guess I'm, I guess I'm so surprised. I guess I didn't realize. Yes, I agree with you. I think this is really, really bad. And this is the type of cheating that's like the ultimate kind of cheating. I guess I didn't understand how bad of cheating it is. Like, these guys are so mad. They're just mad. And I haven't seen people, you know, I mean, Trevor Bauer's an outspoken guy. But, like, he is, like, grab popcorn and read his Twitter and listen to his interviews he, I have Read never that piece in the athletic. I mean, it's yeah, just riddled with. I have never seen him this upset, yeah. this upset before, and he's always been, you know, an off the cuff kind of guy. But I've never seen this, and he was in Cleveland the majority of his career. And for guys like Mike Trout and Aaron Judge, who seems like a really nice guy, Aaron Judge always toes the company line. Yeah, he's the Yankee. You know, he's trying to be the next number two. You know, he's trying to walk that path. I guess I am. I am quite surprised by the reaction. And I think some of it is my own ignorance is that I didn't realize how bad a cheating this is. I mean, I knew it was bad. I knew it was really bad. And I mean, yeah, if, if, you know, if I knew every pitch coming, yeah, that takes a, where's the fun in that? I just didn't realize it would touch these guys this hard. I wonder if there's more to it. I wonder in the sense of, I wonder if these guys have a reputation of just being jerks in general. Well, they, we knew they had a reputation for being cheaters. Right. That's that's what we've right. heard the entire time. And that's where this is all falling on Manfred's lap a little bit is that teams were reporting the Astros for years or well, for three years for what they were doing. So I think, A, they had the reputation for it. Everyone in baseball knew what they were doing. And we've heard stories now come out about guys who switched teams. And then when they got to play them, they warned them about it. And they said, hey, this is what's happening. Just be aware. Um, you know, Kurt Suzuki came out and said he knew the Astros were doing it last year in the World Series, too, just in a different way. Yeah. You know, he referenced the whistling, which the Yankees had referenced earlier as well, which A.J. Hinch came out and laughed about, like, oh, I guess we could just keep doing this kind of stuff to keep tricking them, you know? 
I mean, they freaking called the system code breaker in the dark arts. Shut up, AJ Hinge. Yeah. So I also wonder, though, and this is just a side thought. It's more of a social thought. How much of the society we live in now being way more honest, way more everyone has their own voice, social media like is attributing to this as well, where the players are coming out and saying, I have an opinion and I can say it versus before it would just be like, yeah, that's not my place to say baseball's dealing with it, et cetera. I wonder if that that's leading to it as well. Yeah, but I'll, you know, I'll flip side on it in the sense of today's society uh, are very cutthroat in terms of accountability. Like when something goes down, something that you have done a mistake, an illegal action, you know, racism, sexual harassment, massaging, like whatever, like they are on you. You are, you are done in those eyes. So I'm just, this is going to be such an interesting thing to look back on in 30 years and see where we are in society in 30 years and how society in 30 years would handle what's going on right now. One, yeah. One text I want to read. Sorry. I kind of had like a pause there. I didn't mean for dead air. It was just I was I was reading a reflective. text. I wanted to read this. I've heard a lot of national baseball voices, especially those reporting from spring training, saying it's time to move on from the Astros scandal. Even Joe Madden and a few other big names in the game are saying it's time for the healing to start and time to start talking about this. Do you think it'd be saying that if the Astros were playing a smaller market team in 2017, as in a team that doesn't have a chance to get back to, world, to the World Series? What if the Astros cheated, for example, the Pirates out of a World Series? Would the national voices still be saying it's time to move on? Um, hashtag bring baseball to Portland. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But uh, no, I don't. I don't think that would change anything personally. Um, I think the fact that it's the Dodgers makes it a bigger story than if it was the Pirates, mm-hmm. because more people care about the Dodgers, and they, the Dodgers were clearly a great team. Whereas if a team like the Pirates made it, you could be like, oh well, you know, one year wonder kind of thing, right? So I don't think that that changes it. But I do. I like the first part of the text because we are starting to hear that now. Like, okay, okay let's move on. Okay, let's move on. And part and, of and me, I agree with that to an extent. Part of me agrees with that because it's like, yes, I, I want to th- focus on baseball now. But the punishment should be. And Rob Manfred did say this, and I do agree with this. The public lash out to the Astros is part of the punishment. Every single day, they have to deal with being asked about it. They have to deal with hearing their their peers and their colleagues talk s about them. They have to deal with this. Yeah. And I also think the fact that most teams believe they did it in 2019 World Series as well, they just didn't win it, is... And they can't prove the buzzers. ...is lasting, making it last even longer, right? And now, like, there's the whole, like, BS tattoo thing with Jose Altuve, and it's like, oh, shut up, Carlos Correa. Come on. You guys were doing this in any way, shape, or form since you started doing this in 2017. Stop trying to hide behind, oh, the report didn't find the buzzers. Come on. Come on. Yeah. At this point, you're caught. Accept it and move on. Stop denying. Yeah, and and your point... And I, and I believe he's denying. I don't believe he's telling the truth. Yeah, and your point about the Astros and what they are saying is where I want to go to next because I think I think this... What, what the Astros could have said, as we mentioned, we talked the day before their press conference, what they could have done could have changed everything. I also want to ask the question... I feel like everyone's just accepting the fact that these players are good. Do we actually know that these players are good? I don't know that. I want to ask that question as well because it's like, oh, well, the Astros are still a good team. Are they? We have no idea. Sounds great, Mike. We'll do that next. This is Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Been cruising through roster resources, r- roster resource on our commercial breaks. Yeah. Looking at. Uh, now on fangraphs.com if you can't find it. Yeah, looking at uh, National League East teams. Boy, I'm super excited to talk about this. Yeah, man. Baseball's back. Baseball, baby. baby. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this. Uh, let's finish this up. And I'm interested to see if there's any reason next week on our show, if we need to address the Astros anymore, because there's a bunch of other stuff I really want to get to. I really want to get to this proposed playoff change format kind of thing. Um, I mean, did we have a Hall of Fame reaction? I don't remember. Everything just seems so Astros heavy. No, we talked Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Um, you know, break down some more divisions. We're getting close to Big John in the house. I got some fantasy stuff I want to talk about, which does relate to this. Oh, my God. I forgot we got to set our keepers in our one league. Yeah, week. yeah. Um, in both our leagues. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I have been... I know, I know. My brain is not in fantasy baseball I know, mode. I know, it's coming up. But, it's but yeah, it's a bunch of stuff that I want to get to, and this Astros thing has just derailed us, but we're about to get the Red Sox, you know? And what happens in that? Like, have you noticed that they are dead silent? And nobody is saying anything well, about the Red we, Sox right now. We haven't heard the punishment yet. I know. Well, we haven't heard the deets yet. I'm interested. Like, does this just cycle all back over again? You know, because we really haven't heard the extent of Alex Cora, you know, and what's going to happen to him and how involved he was and all that kind of stuff. But to wrap up this week's portion on as the Astros turn, uh, I want to get into how these guys have reacted. And it is one thing, I think, to be defensive. To be, when you're charged with a crime, it is very rare that someone pleads guilty. Whether And whether you're, you know, the president, President Trump going through impeachment or President Clinton going through impeachment, whether you're guilty or not, they're always going to say they're not and they're going to defend themselves but traditionally, people tend to defend themselves without being aggressive. Because when you start being aggressive, you look guilty. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I think one of the most surprising thing of this whole situation is I expected the BS apology. I 100 expected that. But as you mentioned, it's the Carlos Correa's. It's the Josh Reddick's. Of the world. Ooh, I haven't heard Josh Reddick. Has he been really adamant against he, it? I think I saw something today that he was like, I can't wait till we start playing because this year we're just going to shut everyone up and win. And it's just, I'm so blown away that there is no accountability, no apology, no acknowledging that you have done something wrong and hurt this game that has given you so much. It's like they're doubling down. It's like, nope, I didn't do that. I don't care that Major League Baseball didn't said that I did that. I didn't do that. None of us did that. Jose Altuve is a great ball player. I'm just so shocked. And getting in battles. You know, Carlos Correa, like, shut up, dude. What are you doing? He is. He has been the most adamant in defending his teammates. Which... Well, like, I get defending your teammates, but stop picking on non-teammates. Right. Stop calling people out. What is wrong with you? You sound so guilty. And so sour grapes that now nobody believes 
you are a World Series champion. That's why I don't think they need to strip the World Series title. I don't I don't I don't like opening that can because then in the future that sets a precedent. And then in the future, people are going to try to get titles stripped every year. And it's like, ask me who won the Heisman Trophy in 2004. The NCAA says nobody. I know it's Reggie Bush. You know, like, we don't we don't need to get in that path. But I also know that Reggie Bush lost his Heisman Trophy for getting paid. You know? I know that, you know, Hank Aaron's the all-time home run leader. Sure, Bonds has more. But in my book, it's Hank Aaron. Yeah. And this situation is going to go down just like that. And I think... Had those guys acknowledged that, hey, we did this, it got way out of hand, and I'm sorry, and I accept any punishment given, I don't think we'd still be really talking. I mean, we would, but not to this extent. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we'd still be talking, but it would go away a lot quicker than this will. That's a fact. Yeah. Think about the guy, and we talked about it the other week. Think about the guys who in, in baseball have apologized, right? Andy Pettit, Jason, Jason Giambi. Giambi, and you're like, oh, okay, and you kind of just let it go, right? Yeah. You talk about it for a bit, and you let it go. I mean, Alex Rodriguez, nobody likes Alex, but he sat in a chair with Barbara Walters and came clean. Yep. Pete did the same thing, sat in a chair with, coincidentally, Barbara Walters and came clean. And I just think that these guys could have learned so much from those past things to have actually just done that. Now, to be fair, to take the flip side on this, even though I am upset about this, is the the statements were canned, but when they went into the locker room afterwards into the clubhouse and the players did their individual interviews, a lot of players showed remorse. Mm-hmm. A lot of players were like, look, we realize this was bad and we're sorry. So not everybody saw that because everyone saw the, the statements that were made, right? And of course, you know, Altuve and Bregman apologized. Jim Crane was the one who was weirdly defiant about it, but what a, they, what a loser. They apologized. It just didn't feel very sincere, but the ones in the clubhouse felt more sincere. So if you know, if I want to, you want to play devil's advocate, you can say, okay, at least they did that in that realm, you know. Yeah. But if you do something bad, you gotta you gotta eat it for a while. Yeah. You gotta just accept that it's gonna come come that way. We're right. gonna run long on this segment anyway, and I don't care because I do want to get to this. You asked this question, I think it's such a huge question. Are these guys any good? The question I I have is less about that. I mean, I think they're talented players, but of, of course, I mean they're major league ball players. Right? They got they didn't they didn't they cheat were, their way through right. the minors they to were, get to the majors. They were highly regarded players. Yeah. But the thing that I'm seeing that is, hey, maybe they're right, but I just have questions about it. Is oh well, the Astros are still a really good team. You know, they're over under still 95 wins mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You they're going to win the West. Are they? Spoiler alert. That that is my big question is. This has been going on for three years now, right? 2017, the last year, and I'm not buying any BS that it didn't happen last year. It did in a different form, but it did. How many of the guys on this team is that their entire or most of their career? Mm-hmm. Alex Bregman. Yeah. George Springer. Yep. Um, you know, Altuve existed a little bit before that existed. He was in the majors a little bit before that. Yeah. But but look at the kids that have come up. Jordan Alvarez. Yep. How good's he? I mean, obviously, he's a major league ball player yeah. in a great farm system, but he had a fantastic year last year. So did he? Did he have a fantastic year? Well, he did numbers wise. Well, yeah, but but, but I don't but know. That, that's my question, and I'm going to be wildly curious to see because the splits that we saw out there are drastically different: home and away splits in the playoffs, et cetera. Are they really that good, or are they good players? 
but more like 270, 280 good, not like 310, 320 good. Yeah. And if they're all 270, 280 good, and they all hit five to 10 less home runs, and they all drive in 20 less RBIs, then are the Astros winning the AL West? Well, because of who's in the American League West, my answer is yes. A's are good. Eh. Angels are better. Yeah. Angels so, are still a ways off. But I'm just saying, does that go from an 100-win team to an 82-win team and all of a sudden you're not winning the division? Now, that will be interesting. Um, that will be interesting. Now, some people are going to point out they lost Garrett Cole. That's a big hit. Yep. But they're getting Lance McCullers back. I'm yep. not Lance McCullers is not Garrett Cole, so don't but blow he, me up on the text he's line. Been good. But he but he's shown brilliance and Verlander seems to be the ageless wonder. But, you know, Cole won 20 games last year. If he's not out there, you could lose 20 games. So I'm interested because I feel like they'll just be like, oh, yeah, we lost Garrett Cole and our pitching staff's not strong enough. It's not the buzzers. It's not the trash game. <laughs> yeah, I think the individual players are going to be real interesting. I mean, I have a decision to make. I mean, I have to figure out if I want to keep George Springer in the third round of a fantasy league. I know there's, you know, a lot more pressing issues in the world than that, but still, this I mean, is how good the, is he? This is, by the way, my first year of the draft spot mattering in keepers for me oh yeah because usually i do auction drafts where the draft mm. the keeper is a price-based thing mm -hmm. or in, in the other league that we're in the first seven rounds are just gone no matter what right so in my league i'm going to keep aaron judge and frankie lindor who were my first two picks i mean so okay i'm losing my first two picks but does it matter because i'm getting aaron, judge, getting and frankie aaron judge and frankie yeah <laughs> but yeah i have george springer in the third i'm going to keep Degrom in the first but do i keep but do i keep george springer in the third like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to touch any Astros next year. Just out of uncertainty. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Coming up on the second hour of the show, we're going to dive into a little preview action. We're going to dive into the uh, National League East, as that is the home of the reigning non-cheating World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. And we'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.